You're listening to the Build Assets Online Podcast. Learn how you You. can build a diverse and sustainable income online from two brothers who actually do it. Now, here are your hosts, Mike and Joe. Welcome back, everyone. It's Joe and Mike, buildassetsonline.com. Today, we're getting into uh, a pretty interesting topic here. Is, is, hustle, is hustle culture necessary uh, for success? And we're going to talk about how we approach this and what you could do to take it easy without falling into the hustle culture trap. But I do want to have a discussion on this first before we get to the tips, Mike, because it is an interesting topic and actually something that uh, I was thinking about because – I was thinking about all this stuff I'm doing and I feel like I'm participating in the hustle culture, but like, I don't know why. Well, before we get into it, while we wait for people to pile in, why don't you talk about what hustle culture means to you? Because this is something that I know really grinds your gears. So why don't we hear it from your, uh, from the horse's mouth? Well, I feel like I didn't make up this word hustle culture. I saw Uh, I watched like a mini documentary on some woman that was like basically like a female Gary V and like with, there's a lot of people in like the, I guess you could say like the religious community that they kind of put like a, or a religious spin on the whole hustle culture thing. So I was watching something about that and it got me, got me thinking about it. You know, like you see like those, uh, like maybe like a text image and quotes. It's like rise and shine. Like, Jesus will bring you wealth or something. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? No. Like Joel Austin? I don't know. I don't know exactly. Hold on. Like, I guess it was crossing over into like, um, what's that shit that Jared likes? Manifestation. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah. It was crossing over to that, but from like a a Christian sense, it's like, you know. But anyway. It, it, it's all kind of related. So hustle culture is basically, I guess, this this way of acting that work is all there is and, like, you have to, like, work super hard to succeed. And, uh, yeah, so this is a good meme, I think, that encapsulates it. This uh, So this, it's a picture of Drake with Gary V's head working 18 hours a day and complaining <laughs> Binge watching Netflix for 18 hours and not complaining. I feel like it's a little bit of an exaggeration on how how it works. Yeah. How it works. Yeah. And I mean, that first one there, complaining is a zero return investment. So yeah. I guess that's kind of the idea. I, I would say complaining is probably good. I, I'd say complaining has an ROI for sure. But, you know, uh, before we get into it, so we have we have four four ways today that you guys could take it ease and profit because yeah, I don't think this fully encapsulates what online business is, is supposed to be like, I feel like this, this is mental fodder for people that are doing stupid business models. And so the only way they could actually make those things work is to just have this really um, kind of exaggerated mindset and just power through it in order to try and make, their hopes and dreams work. But before we do that, well, the, uh, let, let, let me, yeah, keep going. Let's take attendance. Our attendance, Justin, he's taking it ease. He wants, he's ready to 10 X. This is going to be a 10 X presentation for sure. 
And actually, I like I like Grant Cardone more. Um, <laughs> Gary Vee's all right. We got Aaron. What's up, Ease Gang? <laughs> Ease Gang. Uh, Igor. Igor. Yes, you. So yes, if anyone has questions, just leave them now or whenever they come up, and we'll get to them um, as we kind of go through the presentation. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll get to this in a second. Yeah. Uh, Igor, when we actually answer questions. Waylon got to get that quit that Twitter account back for hustling. <laughs> you, oh, you uh, deleted your Twitter or something. Byron. Oh yeah, yeah. What's up? Ready to take it easy. All right, so why don't we jump into it? Well, so I, I want to say that I feel like when we got into making money online, it was almost kind of the opposite. There wasn't this whole hustle right. thing that it was more on the. So there's there's this which is like if you work super hard and 18 hours a day making content you're going to be uh, successful. But then there's the other side of the spectrum which is like if you do this one thing you're going to make hundreds of hundreds of thousands of dollars in purely passive income a month and everything's going to be great. And that's kind of the side that we came into it from. I mean when we came into the game it was like the 4 hour work week was the yeah, the holy grail of internet marketing, and that's what everyone was trying to aspire to. And now things have kind of shifted in the other direction. And we've talked probably we've talked a little shit about the four hour work week as well, and because I think both of these things are exaggerations. You have to find some balance, and that's that's what taking it easy is all about. You can't right. take it easy indefinitely per se, and just the idea of passive income too, I think, is a bit of a a false profit. No pun no, intended. But but I do think that if you do if you do things at a certain at a certain so the whole thing I think to really finding the middle ground here and gearing yourself up for online business success is something in the middle. Because first of all, if you're taking Gary V's advice and you're working 18 hours a day, um then you're not working as smart as you could be. Now, of course, some super rich people do work long hours. Many CEOs do work long hours, but you know, you as an individual sitting in your house, like that shouldn't be the goal of what you're doing. Now you can do that if you're in a, a state of like, oh man, I'm trying to figure this out. Like I'm super into it. There could be times when you're going harder than others, but you should be setting yourself up so you're not uh, hustling and grinding year over year over year. Yeah, it's not to say, Joe, that you haven't gone into 18-hour SEO spirals and you know been on the computer, but there's there's times and places for these uh, these types of situations. And for me, I think some of the, like the biggest break- breakthroughs we've had in our business, for me at least, have come when I was on vacation. Because yeah. I think it's when you're grinding 18 hours a day, just all time, all the time on the computer. And we, I, I've certainly done that. It's like you kind of get lost in the sauce. If when you have to go take a vacation, number one, that's been some of the best times ever for hiring because it, it was basically a, a do or die type situation where, you know, I would hire someone and I wouldn't kind of want to give him, him or her like full control of the business or, you know, kind of give him the keys to the castle. And you go on vacation, you don't have a choice. They have to yeah. just step in and do, and do stuff, and that's when you learn trust. And on top of that, when you're not doing 
all the day in day out type BS, a lot of that kind of clears out of your mind and you can give more mental energy or honestly just ideas pop up and like you learn to prioritize what the most important things are in business. And so like really specifically for our dropshipping stores, I remember we went to Amsterdam and I don't know what it was, but we were in the airport on the way back and I had like had a revelation about like who, like the, the way that the stores have to go and the suppliers we were going to contact and all this. And um, it eventually, you know, turned into having that one site that we kind of pushed forward on. We're able to sell that for six figures and it really just um, all came after that. So I guess without further ado, why don't we uh, start talking about this? Yeah, we could start talking about this. Um, you know, the one, th another thing that I, that before we get into it, the, the, the other thing that made me want to uh, talk about this is because, um, you know, I was just talking with some people that I met recently and telling them about like what I do. And their first immediate reaction is like, oh man, like I want to do that. Like, tell me, tell me how to, tell me how to do that. And um, I think people think that it's like easier than it is. It is, it is advantageous to do what we do, but some people think that they're going to do it from a position of, first of all, not really wanting to do it. Cause when I got into this, like I literally, all I wanted to do was quit my job. So that was my like main focus. You have a lot of situations where people are like comfortable, but like, you know, I don't want to quit my job. It'd be nice to earn a little bit of extra income here and there. What happens then is that whenever you hit a hardship, whenever you hit a stepping stone, you're going to be like, uh, well, I'm just, you know, I'll address this tomorrow. And then a week passes and then I'll, I'm giving up on this website. Yeah, exactly. You need to have that, that do or die type mentality. And it's, um, what is it? Burn the boats to take the island, which is, a, I don't one. know if that's this, you never heard that one? No. Burn the boats to take the eye. Oh, oh, because they have no way to get out. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I think the mentality has been very helpful. But uh, yeah, I mean, for us, it's like we came into this trying to take it ease. So. Right. Right. That's, you know, you can burn the boats to take it ease. But, you know, you don't burn the boats and then just work 18 hours indefinitely. So yeah, anyway. Get to the points now. Let's go. Four ways to take it easy and profit. Number one, stop pursuing passion. And when we say this, we mean passion inside of your business. Like Shark Tank, you watch Shark Tank, the people, they got a reverse mortgage on their house so they can make some stupid, uh, I don't know, couch cleaner. That's, that's not a good example, but people have really stupid ideas and they become passionate about the ideas because it's something they care about. And it leads them to go down a path of pursuing a bad business model and they make drastic decisions. They make overly emotional decisions and they don't make the right decisions because they are attached to the business that they're going into and trying to create. That's right. And I, you know, I feel like the, sh when you watch shark tank and, and people are, are doing like, people are doing that. Like, I feel like the, uh, the cast of investors they kind of encourage that in a way. They don't encourage them to take a reverse mortgage on their house, but they encourage them to be working 18 hours a day on their business. And they basically often actually what they do is 
that's often a uh, a trigger for them to want to invest. The fact that they're working so hard and so much on their business. Well, but, if I was going to invest in someone and a, a business that I had virtually, I wasn't going to put any time into. I would want to see that that person was hustling out of their mind because if they were truly, if they truly cared about the business, then I think there's a higher chance of it having success. But in this case, we're talking about you as the person, you know, running your own business and it needs to be a lifestyle. So that's, that's the key difference there. You know, we're not here to take investor money. We're here to create something that we can live off of very, very well. And that has to be separated from passion, in my opinion. Passion right. is good because you may understand the business a little bit better. Maybe it gives you a little bit extra uh, push to pursue it. But with that, you are going to possibly push something past the point that you should. Like it may blind you from the fact that something is a bad idea. It's also probably going to remove your passion for whatever your uh, whatever your business is. That's true too. Everyone that talks about you know they get like a particular job because they're passionate about it. You you know, ten years later, that's probably not your passion anymore. So right. usually, people are passionate about things that they they like doing. But if something is your business, again, you are forced to do it, and there's going to be stressful moments. And now that's going to get mixed in with this thing that you're supposedly so passionate about. So again, it could, yeah, it could even ruin a passion. So when you pick something that's purely, it just seems like a good idea to do and you don't care about it at all, you are going to make more rational decisions. You may even like it. You, you, may, be, you may be a little bit passionate about it, but the way that we do things is all set up so that we are extremely flexible. We are in the online business world. And so we are, we're just in the cloud. We don't even exist. People are watching us from a screen. They don't know that we're really real people. This is just, we could be AI for all they, 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 that they know. And so we have the ability to have 10 different websites, 15 different websites, and we can, you know, pay less attention to some, pay more attention to others just off the basis of, are they, is, is it a good business model? Is it a good idea? Are we ranking for this? keyword well are we making sales off this particular product and then we can make decisions based off that versus just doing something because we like the idea yeah and oftentimes there's going to be times and we run into this all the time <laughs> time 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 when we don't know what to do mm-hmm. like and we're literally like all right what do you want to do for this website and uh, you know neither of us have a good answer on what we should be doing <laughs> Yeah, and you need you need that flexibility because because if you run into the point where it's like you have a couple options of what you could do, but the juice is not going to be worth the uh, the squeeze on it, like or you're yeah. not you're not sure if it's going to work. So if this is your if you're focusing on one thing and it's your true passion, like I feel like rather than getting the low hanging fruit in a uh, in a given industry, mm-hmm. you're just going to be going all in and trying trying to get the high hanging fruit you might not get there so instead of having lots of trees with lots of low fruit you got <laughs> one tree and you're up on the ladder and you're yeah trying to get to the top and i think people get confused because there is 
a lot of success to be had for those people that kind of climb the tree as it were and are able to succeed and you know they do have something good and those are the people that you see get the deals on shark tank or you know the the gary v's they had the wine thing or you know the alex hermoses with the with the gym stuff but people don't get that that's like it's kind of few and far between you know there's people that want to do day trading and the people that want to do crypto and they're obsessed with it they're passionate about it but the actual percentage of people that wind up successful in those things is is frankly low and so that leads us to our our next point here number two you need to stack the odds in your favor with whatever you're doing so i was talking with my friend yesterday who likes to play poker He's very, he's very into it. He believes that he, and he spends a lot of time, you know, learning it, playing it, etc. And after several years, he has nothing to show for it still. And I was saying to him, no matter how good you get at the game, the game itself is still rigged to <laughs> not be in your favor. It doesn't mean that there aren't professional poker players that make a lot of money doing that. It's just the, the fact of the matter is, no matter how good you get at the game, the game itself is never going to give you 90% odds in your favor. Right. And this is what we've always been able to do and identify from the very first day that we started doing any business online, whether it was FBA, whether it was Kindle, whether it was drop shipping, whether it was making this channel, whether it was any of the blog websites, whether it was any of that whether it's land, especially we've always looked at it and said, okay, what do I need to do to get a large payment? Like how much do I need to put in to get a much larger payment out? Mm -hmm. And I mean, for all those business models that we've done, it was always a clear path. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to the, to Walmart clearance section. I'm going to buy this stuff. I'm going to resell it on Amazon. I scanned it on my phone. I know I'm spending $5. I know I'm going to profit 50. I'm going to make this coloring book. It's going to cost me nothing or it's going to cost me a couple hundred dollars. And the odds of me not breaking even are astronomical. We're going to sell exactly. these expensive products. We're going to sell them for $3,000. The odds of us not getting a huge profitable sale are very low. On and on exactly. and on and on. And people refuse to play this game. This is where I think the majority of people go wrong. Like even with the people that want to do FBA, they want to, have these these cheap products with them even with facebook ads aliexpress they in order to execute that properly you need to be doing everything like 95 percent right with this we can be 10 percent right 15 percent right and the odds are still so in our favor that it just doesn't matter the amount of ad accounts i've looked at where people are doing so many things wrong and yet they're still they're still going to make a profit that month you know of of thousands of dollars it's really um even to this day, it still kind of baffles me because it's like, it, I don't want to say it's easy, but again, it's just the odds are so stacked in your favor that it's really hard to lose. And so, yeah, Gary Vee, he wants legacy, not currency. <laughs> and so, again, for the majority of people, what does this mean? I've never understood that. I, I mean – I've heard people say this, that, oh, after I'm gone, like, this is what I want people to remember me by. I've never understood that. 
in what sense? Like you're dead. Like, you know, you think, yeah. Like, I don't know, like, especially on like a, a grand scale, like I want the world to know that I am the king of content, Gary V long <laughs> after I'm gone. Yeah. It seems, uh, so you, of- you don't want on your tombstone, the foremost <laughs> expert on SEO. <laughs> no, I don't. I hope to forget about it by that time. <laughs> when you finally get deranked from the human race. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, no, so this is like, I think the problem is that when people are first getting into this idea that you can make money online and you don't have to have a, a regular job per se, they only have these people to look up to. And these people are not giving a good example for something that the majority of people can do and have success with without getting to a super high level of expertise. And this has been our whole thing is that when we're going to do a business model, it's going to make sense before we even start doing it, that we know it's going to be successful. Like drop shipping. We know. (laughs) Oh my God. If people aren't, are watching this on audio later, this is showing me with Gary V day one NFT in NFTs and then day 365. And he just looks, he looks decrepit. But yeah, with drop shipping, if you're going to make a thousand dollars on a sale, even $500 on a sale, you, you need to spend $500 on search intent traffic. Meaning you're selling a conference table. You could have $500 worth of people searching for conference tables. And if, as long as one of them buys, you can break even. And so that's so much more powerful than trying to sell some handheld massager on Facebook ads that you're going to make $20 on. And people, I think, get these ideas that like, oh, it's easier to sell this $20 thing and people will just buy it and I'll, I'll yeah. make a bunch of sales versus just trying to sell one more more expensive thing. Or taking it taking it to an even more extreme level, uh, since we're on the theme of Gary V here, making content. People think like, – like if you think you're just going to make content and – become uh financially independent that way that's a uh that's even a worse dream i feel like than the facebook than the facebook ads thing yeah i mean we're making content right now but we know that i mean we i think we take it ease pretty well with this and honestly the more we try to hustle with build assets online uh the worse the the more diminishing returns it is that's true trying to make yeah but again, we, we've set this up in our favor with our uh, high ticket offer, our high ticket course, you know, because what are the odds we make one live stream a week talking about stuff we know about? What are the odds that, you know, we're not going to get a couple sales and it's going to not going to be worth it? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, uh, it, I don't know. It, it all has to make sense. And I think that's something that comes with time with just going through things because we we failed at so many different things before coming to this realization that um yeah i think it's something you just have to kind of put in the effort you can put in the hustle but eventually you're just have to come to this point and even you know like some of the biggest marketers and yeah like i mean think about like grant cardone and stuff stuff like that uh russell brunson they may have cheap things you could buy 
but they're making the majority of their money off like high ticket type stuff. And, you know, in, in Russell Brunson's case, like the click funnels, which is, you know, well, completely automated recurring, what a, but I mean, forget, put the software aside. What about all like the live events and stuff? Exactly. You're going to go to the live event a thousand bucks. You're going to try, you know, I'm sure they have $25,000 plus masterminds. Even Tony Robbins has that type of thing. So these people understand that, that, you know, they're just the cheap stuff. That's just to get people in the door. Um, at the end of the day, they know for every a thousand people that come and buy a cheap thing, X amount of people are going to buy into their $25,000 freaking right. mastermind. And, you know, so. they probably have that infrastructure to straight up break even on their, you know, everyone they employ. I don't know this for a fact, but everyone they employ under them to manage all these low ticket offers, all the books, all that stuff. It's probably literally all to break even to get us fraction of those people that buy that stuff to to get into the $25,000 thing. Yeah, exactly. So number 3 out of the four ways to take it easy and profit have paid and organic traffic. This is very important. Both? You need both? I think you need both. Because listen, the paid traffic is set it and forget it. With Google Ads, with, you know, the the search intent traffic that we talk about where you're showing up for what people are literally searching for, not trying to target a particular demographic or audience set or anything like that. Being able to get paid traffic dialed in is very take it easy in and of itself. But yeah. on top of that, the organic traffic is take it easy because you're not paying for it. It's just coming in and it works for number two for really stacking the odds no. in your favor. Can we do, can we do an experiment, Mike? I'm curious because because uh, of how many few people we have watching the stream. This this is how pathetic YouTube is. We should finish this up, close down the stream, go live again. High ticket dropshipping niche research, or high ticket dropshipping <laughs> product research, and see what happens. I mean, I don't think it's about YouTube. I think people just want particular things. I think YouTube's he's, she, it's it's shadow banning us when we try and spit the truth. <laughs> is it a he or a she? <laughs> I, I corrected myself. I said it. <laughs> Probably a she. I feel like it's like a motherly figure. YouTube. Yeah. That, that's the vibe I get. I don't know. Anyway, paid and organic traffic. <laughs> if you have, like I said, the paid traffic, once you get it dialed in, it's just going to bring in that basically indefinitely. And you can take it easy. But the organic is going to always be that that safety net and it just further stacks the odds in your favor because something could happen, you know, your paid traffic could get screwed up, which I mean, I've never really seen that happen in like a, a bad way, but the organic traffic, you could shut down your paid ads and worse comes to worse. You're paying zero to get people in the door and you're going to get profitable sales out of that. Yeah. So, that, that's really the beauty of organic uh, traffic is that, you could walk away for a while and uh, could still be coming in. Yeah. Now, of course, with organic traffic, Google, Google giveth, Google taketh away. So yes. I think that's why it's important to be diversified with a number of website websites. That way, you know, for whatever reason, Google decides doesn't even maybe maybe she doesn't even decide. She just, you know, has a hiccup and 
does something with your site that's and then it comes indigestion. Yeah. And it comes back a month later, you know, cause this, this is the kind of stuff that's been happening lately. People, people's sites been tanking, you know, a site we bought tanked at the end of May and now it's back. And now another site we had tanked more recently, not as much as the other one came back fully and then went down again. This is a very, very important point, Joe, because if we didn't have both paid and organic traffic and we didn't have a, uh, a plethora of websites, then so let's say, what, what does this mean here? Look yourself in the mirror, ask yourself, what do I want to do every day for the rest of my life? Do that. What if you said, Joe, I want to do SEO every day for the rest of my life. And here you are, you're grinding away on this SEO. All of a sudden, the, the Google algorithm uh, spirit, she has some indigestion. And these sites you've been working on for five years, all these SEO sites, they just tank. And you have nothing else because that's what you, you, you read this Gary meme, <laughs> Gary V meme on Instagram. And you yeah. took that to heart and you said, I'm going to do SEO every day for the rest of my life. And then it all goes down the toilet. I mean, but, this is something we learned very early. We learned this very early that we cannot rely on. I mean, so Obviously, all of our income is facilitated through the the big tech platforms, Google, Shopify, Amazon. I mean, even I guess ad networks and stuff comes back to Google. Um, but you know, you can never fully rely on them, which is why you have to diversify your risk among them in, in different areas. There's no way to not go through them, but you know, take, go to the, go to this Gary V meme for a sec. If your passion was like makeup or something and you have, which I hate makeup. Don't even get me started on that. But if you have one, sorry, it's, it's a, anyway, if you have one, uh, like one website and you're selling makeup on it, that's your passion. And you're doing all this work on this website, your SEO in this website, you're ranking for best uh, blush brush or something. And then Google has a hiccup and you tank. You got a pro you got a problem there. Yeah. Especially if you're bringing in inventory and stuff like that. But yeah. Joe, the, the fact that we have the paid traffic and we have the organic traffic, all these people that are dedicating their life to SEO. And there's a lot of them when everything that they've worked for kind of goes down the toilet they're going to have no choice but to walk away. But yeah. for us, it doesn't really matter if one site goes down for a little bit, another site, whatever, goes up. And so we're going to be able to weather the storm much, much easier. And so by the time this this resolves, we're still going to be in the game. Exactly. But and if you only also, have one game, you yeah. can get taken out, and then you're out the game. And there's also a nice little trail-off effect. Like, you know, you could have a site that goes down – 70%, but, and then you're like, oh, whatever. I don't want to work on this anymore. Or yeah. And then it just kind of keeps, you know, giving you like one of our, one of our students, I was talking the other day, he had a site that got hit by a Google algorithm update, like a couple years ago, but it still pays him like three, three or $400 a month mm -hmm. in ads. And then she's just, you know, he's like, whatever it pays for something. It pays for my, my cell phone. It pays for this. It pays for that. So you know, yeah. that trail off effect is super nice and having multiple things in place. <laughs> By the way, Waylon said you'll get canceled because you got Google and YouTube pronouns wrong. I should be exactly. careful. Um, yeah, 
no, anyway, I, yeah, I think having multiple things in place puts you in a position to, if something goes bad, you can enjoy that trail off effect. Yeah. And work on yeah. the other things. Exactly. And I don't want to harp on this too much. I want to get to the next point, but even with Kindle for us, after we got um, suspended back in 2015, it was, or 2016, um, you know, we were still making a little bit of money off that. Uh, not, not, we were making a couple thousand bucks, I think. Yeah. Uh, while, while literally doing nothing on Kindle. Nothing to and sneeze so, at. Yeah. And, and it's nothing to sneeze at, but if that was the only thing that we had, it wouldn't have been enough and it would have been stressful and it would have been just, it, it would have been a problem, but you're able to, once you're diversified, you can enjoy these assets that even though they take a hit, they're still bringing in a little bit of money and you're taking it ease on them. So your time investment continues to go up because you're working on the things that are actually bringing you return at that time, instead of just being stuck in a constant time sink, trying to fix all the issues with just like the one golden, uh, golden egg you have, and you're trying to keep alive. Yeah. And I'm still, you know, to be very honest with you on the subject of Kindle, I'm still slinging these coloring books. <laughs> People are still buying these coloring yeah. books. You know, it's been making Almost, me what, eight years. Some like, yeah, probably like 2013 or something. And they've been making me money for that long. Not that much, but yeah, at least 2014. At the yeah. oldest. It's crazy. I'm actually looking at the books right now on Amazon. Let me see when it came, came out. The first book I made was released. Okay. It's 2015. Okay. What, what, what day? Um, September 12th. No, sorry. My bad, my bad. Anyway, point number four, final point, and then we'll get to all the questions uh, and comments and stuff. Point number four, to take it easy and profit, instead of hustling, have low expenses slash no debt. Yeah. This is, this is, this is very important because, you know, if you could, if you, if we look at this Gary V meme right here, and you're going to look at yourself in the mirror, and this is the criteria that you're going to use. And say what you love is, uh, well, I guess let's get back to the makeup example because I, I can't think of a lot of things that people love. But the makeup ex example, and you want to start uh, doing your own Kylie brushes or something. So how are you going to sell these? You know, there's going to be a lot of things to do to go into that. Or I guess that anything you want to sell. If you're not doing it in, a, in a, an intelligent way, you can get into trouble. And uh, yeah, having low. What am I? I I'm going off on a tangent. Like, can well, you, Joe, can if you're gonna, yeah, when it comes to making your own product, that is certainly not a low expense activity. Um, people oftentimes they start making a little bit of money doing the methods we talk about, and they start getting into debt because they say, "Oh, I'd rather, you know, I'm going to increase my earnings more than I'm going to increase my debt." And you can never be sure what life holds. So right. why wouldn't you rather, again, going back to point number two, stacking the odds in your favor. If you have low expenses and no debt, you are literally stacking the odds so much in your favor that it's going to be so hard for you to get eliminated from the game. And getting eliminated from the game is it, – that's the only way that you're going to lose. At the end of the day – if you can continue playing the game, you're stacking the odds in your favor in terms of you have a high profit offer 
whether it's high ticket drop shipping, whether it's land, the only way to lose is if you just run out of money. Right. And well, yeah, you were talking about having the low expenses, no debt thing from the perspective <laughs> of uh, <laughs> these, these, memes. Memes, these memes are crazy. You, you were talking about it from the perspective of, you know, be careful how you, once you start making a little money, be careful about what you, you know, how you invest into it. But I would even say, you know, if you have a job and you have a bunch of debt and you're looking to get into any sort of online business, you know, you shouldn't quit your job. You should clear out that debt, have everything open and ready to go. That way, any sort of roadblocks you hit, any sort of mistakes you make, you know, they don't really matter. And once you start making a little bit of money, do all the things that the uh, financial advisors tell you not to do. Pay off your house. Like don't do – have your personal life be totally financially secure. That way you could take risks in your business life and not lose sleep over it. And then those risks can pay off. Well, that, that's what I'm trying to say is, you know, say you want to start a dropshipping store and, you know, you quit your job or whatever and you have a certain amount of money in your account and you have to spend that on ads in order to make that money back or in order to make, you know, enough profit for your expenses that month. Yeah. If you have a mortgage hanging over your head or you have credit card bills and you you know you have to give $3,000, $5,000 to those companies each month, that is 100% going to have an impact on your decision-making and you are not going to be as rational with your decisions. You're not going to be able to take that risk of spending enough money on your ads because there is that thing looming over your head that if I spend this much, then I have to stop. I, I, you know, I'm not gonna be able to pay my bills. Yeah. And so that's what I mean by getting eliminated from the game is, you know, you just kind of run out of money and you have to go back to having a job in order to have that financial security and make sure, you know, your whole life doesn't fall on your face. I want to talk about something actually that, um, a friend of mine that I talk with a lot, he got his, so his thing was building content sites, but he also had a job and he, you know, he's got some debt that he wanted to get rid of. And, you know, he invested a lot into this content site that got hit by the Google update. The since actually started to make a comeback, but it was literally almost zero traffic for like almost two months. And now, now it just started coming back, but he basically made the decision once it went down. He's like, yeah, he, he wants to get that level of financial freedom. And so what he decided to do, and I thought this was actually a, a brilliant idea, he's going to keep his job, do arbitrage with FBA, you know, FBA. That way, you know, he's spending the money. It's coming back quickly, which is essentially what I did to, uh, to, to jumpstart everything. He's going to do that, do drop shipping once he's uh, over the hump with that, and then do land. Yeah. So I think he's got a solid, you think he's got a solid plan there because he wants to, you know, clear out, clear out his name first, have a, have a clean slate. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that, that's a good point. And honestly, to not make it all bad about Gary V today, he actually did make a point like this. And so uh, actually when I was uh, younger, I watched a video of his, I had just flown to Vietnam uh, to take it ease. And this was kind of um, after we had Kindle and the Kindle business kind of got screwed up and we had the dropshipping store. And I was watching this video from Gary Vee and he was basically explaining like, if you're a young person right now, you know, you're just graduated college, whatever. This is a time where you need to be, you know, working really hard, blah, 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 blah. But he was making the point that like, 
you know, go live in, in a in a shitty apartment with four dudes and eat McDonald's so that your your expenses are virtually nothing. And you can continue to work hard towards what it is you want to do. He does like say that. stuff like this. And he, he basically he, – he, I've seen him answer the question of like what should I do getting started if I have no money? Like I have no skills. I have no nothing. And he basically said go flip furniture on Craigslist, which yeah. I mean – I was like, all right, that's de- you know, that's good advice, I guess. But it's feel like it so contradicts. I guess if I'm assuming he actually said this in this meme, skills are cheap, passion is priceless. See that I don't understand. <laughs> I don't a lot, understand. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of things that are contradictory. Yeah, but I he he at least does believe that you need to have low expenses and, and no debt in order to make something work. You have to yeah. start from a because that's the most advantageous point you could be at because it just again it totally affects your decision making and if you lose money if you run out of money then you effectively can't play the game so that's that those are our four points here number one stop pursuing passion number two stack the odds in your favor three have paid and organic traffic number four have low expenses and no debt so do you have anything else to add, Joe, before we get to the questions and comments? Uh, no, that's it. I feel like I did a lot of rambling this stream, but uh, yeah. I was just All thinking right. a lot about this because I just – yeah. I was thinking, am I, am I participating in hustle culture? Because I feel like I was doing a lot of things. I mean if you're, if you're in your own home – not uh broadcasting that you're hustling are you participating i don't know but i felt like i was really hustling especially like these past few weeks spinning my wheels uh well if a gary v hustles in the woods and doesn't make content about it did he really hustle (laughs) that's true so yeah i guess i didn't hustle anyway aaron busy work versus efficient work yes yes although when we did start you know i was doing a lot of busy work myself and it's not that that's like the end of the world, but that's not, uh, yeah, this is, this is that, that's not the way to like actually scaling up, and uh, it's not helping you besides for just keeping your expenses low and learning well, the business. Oftentimes, you do get stuck with busy work. I was doing a lot of tax related busy work today, but I mean, who am I gonna have do it? It's not like I can go to my VA and say, Hey, uh, yeah. go file this thing for me. Yeah, exactly. It's not like, you know, again, you're in, in business, I'm going back to this quote here. Look yourself in the mirror. Ask yourself, what do I want to do every day for the rest of my life? Do that. No one wants to be doing this stupid accounting shit. Unless you're an accountant. <laughs> but they, they they don't even like, they hate their lives. But anyway, sometimes you got to do things that suck. Because you know that the result of doing those things that suck is being able to take it ease. So... Yeah. I don't know. And I feel like Gary Vee would say that, but then he's got quotes like this that don't quite mix with other things that he says. It's yeah. very confusing. Anyway, Martin George. I know this may be off topic, but do you guys use any platforms like AdRoll or Perfect Audience for retargeting purposes, or do you guys do all of that manually yourself? Um, we don't use any of that. We just basically retarget manually and to be honest we used to use something called retarget app 
But uh, on the star we have Is now, that we Admiral. Look... Oh yeah, maybe they changed their name. Uh, but yeah, the star we have now, I think we just have it set up uh, like a Facebook feed through a through a Shopify app directly to Facebook just for retargeting. And I, we don't even pay attention to this; it just runs for like five dollars a day. Yeah, it's such a minor portion of the business that it's like arguably not necessary at all. Forgot to get to Igor's question here. Facebook says that they get that we generate sales from it, but I think they're lying. That's fucking cap. Anyway, Igor, Coach Nick. What's up, y'all? I have a question. It's not in stream subject, though. Can I start high ticket dropshipping when I'm 17, turning 18 in December? Can you have a business as a liner? Yeah, that I don't know. Maybe uh, ask your parents. <laughs> I honestly don't know. Yeah, I mean, you'd ha you'd probably want to have. I'm gonna look this up. You have a business as a minor. Uh, let's oh, come up with like business minor, like college. Well, he asked a lot of other questions, so let's maybe we'll get to those real quick. Yeah. Uh, okay, guys. Oh, shit. Okay, guys. I will have to go in a couple minutes, but I'll finish, I'll finish the presentation. I have one more question, and it will be blah, blah, blah. Well, these aren't like 17 and can't afford your course. What steps would you guys recommend to me? I was thinking about creating a store just to earn a 2500 uh, But there's stuff I'm missing, I'm sure, to be successful. I'm not sure, and I'm sure it's in the course. Well, what do you have to say to this, Joe? I would say... Do what Gary V says and go flip some furniture on Craigslist or do something like that to, you know, if you want to buy a course on online business, I would try and earn the money outside of online business. If that makes sense. Like you, I would get an income yeah. before, before anything. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's plenty of ways to make 2,500 bucks and you need to be willing to have less return on your time. Even if that's a $15 an hour job or, you know, flipping furniture. I don't know. How would you flip furniture? But I guess you, anyway. you buy it beat up and then paint it, whatever. Uh, possible. Uh, where were we? But yeah, I think, you know, I think if you're trying to get into online, bit, like no matter what your age is, you know, you shouldn't be spending money on a course if you uh, don't have that money. Yeah. First and foremost. Regardless of what anyone tells you, because some people will tell you, I've actually seen this. Some people will tell you, oh, go uh, take out a loan to, I actually think that I've heard about it, like real estate conferences, they kind of take your, uh, they know like your credit score or something, or they make you fill out some paperwork to get some sort of evaluation of like your credit score. And then I think you can actually like take out a loan for the upsell at the conference. Yeah. Remember we were involved in some course, like we, we had bought a course and the guy was telling us that he does that. No. Okay. Well, we'll talk about it later, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I, I think that's kind of predatory, but in any event, that says, what's up, Boa, Boa bros, workspace, Yogi, speaker truth, Joey. <laughs> Justin says, just do a bunch of exposed videos, dropshipping exposed. That's actually I like that idea. Dropshipping exposed by two bald guys. <laughs> that could be uh we're gonna do that next, actually. What if, maybe we could just watch a bunch of 
stuff on stream like and talk about it because we could do that now i feel like we never had the ability to do that before yeah yeah we, we, you could just click stuff right here right we can just watch stuff from here yeah just go to youtube and watch okay we'll do that next uh Matt says, I have two stores now looking for cash flow. Once I get my ads running in my second store, I'll be working 10 hours a week to pay off my $5,000 student loan from one year of college. After that, it's up. Delivery driving. I think he's saying he's going to work as a delivery driver for 10 hours yeah. a week to pay off the $5,000 in student debt. I mean, that's that's smart because, like I said, it's like you don't want to get taken out of the game. If you know you're yeah. doing something where the, the possibility of return – is very much stacked in your favor and you could make a lot of money doing that stuff then it's just a matter of how much time it takes some people are able to do really well out the gate you know month one month two month three some people it takes six months 12 months and i think a lot of that has to do with like how new you are to online business because i think people kind of uh underestimate how many little things go into it and that's why you know, we, we do like the one-on-one type coaching stuff is because there's so many little variables and each person is so different that we want to be able to fill in the gaps for everyone. And uh, oftentimes, you know, it's not enough just to have a course. You can never have a course that covers every little bitty detail. Yeah. And he's very smart for doing this, to be honest with you, because it's not like you can do stuff on your store like through all hours of the day and have it make an impact because at the end of the day, and this is something that we didn't really talk about today, but we've talked about it before at the end of the detail, at the end of the day, uh, you making sales is reliant on other people. It's reliant on Google serving the ad. It's relying on, relying on people coming to your store and then coming back to your store. So, you know, there's stuff that's like actually going on in the real world out there that you can't speed up. So yeah. during that time, if you're trying to pay off your student debt, you know, doing a delivery thing is not a bad idea. Yeah. And even like when you're running ads, if you don't have unlimited money, you have to have a particular budget. And so if your budget is $20 a day, that's what you're going to spend on ads. It's like, it's going to take time to see what products sell, what keywords convert. And it's not like people are buying you're not getting a hundred sales a day. So over the course of a month, maybe you get 30 sales. And so it takes time for the data to come in and then to make adjustments to the data or adjustments to, you know, your ads account based off the data in order to get more sales. But then that takes another month. And so it's not an instant process. So that's why you need to be, yeah, you need to be kind of taken at ease because you're here to play the long game. And maybe that's not something I would have even liked to hear as a young, as a young kid, you know, I wanted passive income and I wanted it now, but uh, it's like you start doing stuff and you realize, all right, this isn't going to be an instant win. And so at that point, your only choice is to either quit or to keep going to the, until you get to where you want to go. Yeah. Uh, Igor says he's still here. That makes sense to not spend money. I don't have. I really want to get into dropshipping and your course is a go-to in my opinion when starting. Well, um, I'm not saying we're not saying don't get into it. <laughs> I think what Matt said here is a good example of what you should be doing. Just go 
you know, even a part-time income and like work that while you build your dropshipping store. I mean, part-time is probably the perfect balance here because then you'll have enough. No, probably don't have many other responsibilities at, at, at 18, I would hope. But, you know, part-time you have income rolling in for your ads, you know, you're saving money, you have money for the course, you have money for the products. So yeah, I think that's, and again, it's not like you can speed up a lot of the process because you're reliant on the, you know, you got to wait for the suppliers to get back to you. You got to wait for people to buy on the site. Yep. So yeah. And I think you could even start, like if you want to start creating your website and, and going off of free content, um, content, you could definitely do that. And then that way, when you get the course, you've kind of gone through, like you're familiar with how to use things. And then it makes it a lot quicker for you to like fix everything you're doing wrong. And then, you know, you're going to be up to speed a lot quicker. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's my advice. So just Trevor said, just created all the training for my VA to write articles A to Z. No more writing articles myself. Feels good. Yeah, that's awesome. That is you, got, you got a smirk on your face, Joe. No, I was just thinking how we had the student the other day that was, uh, you know, they had a bunch of articles and yeah, we talked about this on the last stream, how you, you were surprised that it was uh, really working. I said that? Yeah, you did. Oh, a no, no. Oh, oh, in the last stream, no, they had one article. <laughs> oh, just one. They literally had one or two articles and the one was like, they had one article targeting one specific thing and they were ranking for like that, that thing. Yeah. I'm looking at their so. site right now in Ahrefs. So I'm sure that page, because I know what that page is. I'm sure it ranks for a lot of other keywords as well. Yeah. And they say. Yeah, good, good job, Trevor. Um, yeah, writing articles yourself is a, a bit of a no-no and it's good to, you know, you reinvest in the articles. You get in both the paid organic traffic. The odds are stacked in your favor with the price points. It kind of uh, becomes an upward spiral at that point. Yeah. Igor says, by the way, Mike, you're the first American ever to pronounce my last name properly. You know, I I, uh, I know a little bit of Russian. <laughs> so there you go. Anyway, Matt says, you can really only speed up the process so much from what I've learned. Can't spend too much too fast, similar to bodybuilding. If you eat too much too fast, you get fat. Slow and steady, long-term. Perfect analogy. And in the um, the scaling modules of the course, one of the newer editions, I talk about the idea of, of bulking and cutting. Um, taken from the bodybuilding world, because when you're scaling you say you're getting a new supplier or you know you're trying to spend more on your ads account in order to get more traffic in and get more sales inevitably with things like google shopping and you know even like text ads to a certain degree you may you may spend too much on one particular thing so you bulk you spend more and then you got to cut back down you eliminate all those uh those problem areas and now you know you're you're shredded so, <laughs> did, you, did you actually use that analogy yeah even even with like new suppliers, you know, you got to get in the suppliers, you got to add them, and then you start running in ads, and then, um, you know, you got to you got to cut back a little bit based off what performs and what doesn't, and so it's a constant process of, you know, you spend more, get more data in, get more sales, trim back, on on you know, optimize a little bit, and then you know you go back and do it again. Yeah. Okay. So. 
I guess that's that. We're at 55 minutes. Got no more questions? Don't worry, guys. Next stream, high-ticket dropshipping niches and products all revealed. The best ones. Exposed. <laughs> We're going to give you all the highest profit, best-selling, hottest stuff. Yes, five hot niches for... And I'm gonna use a. I don't even know what se what season it is right now. I'm gonna use a flame emoji. Yeah, a lot of emojis. But yeah, that's it, guys. So if you want to get our free course where you can see how we build a million dollars in online assets from home, taking it ease, buildassetsonline.com/slash/playbook. And so that's all we got. Hope you guys enjoyed today's stream, and. Could take it or leave it, but as always, take it easy. Thanks for listening to the Build Assets Online Podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget, subscribe, share, and leave us a rating on whatever platform you might be listening from. And if you're ready to learn how to build your own online business portfolio, start now by visiting buildassetsonline.com slash playbook. We'll see you in the next episode.